doing? My name is Shell Jogu, host and producer of Swan Podcast. I am so elated that you have joined me today. Thank you so much for your continued support. I really appreciate it. This is the third episode of I Am Great November. If you haven't listened to episode one, to it's just like the last two episodes where I'm encouraging you and telling you that you are great uh, because you are created by a great God and therefore everything that he put in you is great and stop living under the shadow of your past. Uh, you don't have to be held by the, your past mistakes, by your past, uh, whatever thing it is, whether it's poverty, sickness, whether you were a victim of anything or you committed a crime or whatever you did, you don't have to be held by your past. You can move past that because God has given you another chance to live today. And so today we are going to talk about self-awareness. For you to be great at what you do, you have to be self-aware. Self-awareness is about values. Then those values inform your character and your character is what is visible to other people. People know your values by your character, by judging your character. Example, if you value your family, it will be seen by how you treat your family. If you value your career, it will be seen by how much work you put into your work. If you value money, it will be seen by your relationship with money. How how are you when you're broke? How are you when you when you have a lot of money? Does your mood change according to how much money you have? That's a character trait and we can judge you from that. From that we can know what you value the most. It's obviously money. In this episode I want to talk about valuing God and putting him first. For we have seen that whatever we value the most informs our character. So if I value God the most in my life, then he'll inform my character and my character will be consistent in every facet of my life. Whether I'm alone, my character will be intact. It will be similar to when I am with other people. My character will be similar when... I'm interacting with strangers and when I'm interacting with people who know me, my character will be consistent. And that is when our character is informed by God. I want to um, talk a little about something that I've noticed while reading the Bible um, in the book of Kings and, and Chronicles. I saw that most kings prospered if they trusted God, if they placed God first in their lives, those kings prospered. And if a king didn't 
obey God if he did his own thing. The king was doomed for destruction if he valued any other things. When when we value God, we have and have reverence for him, uh, then we are able to love ourselves, we are able to carry ourselves with dignity, and in turn, because we carry ourselves with dignity, then we are able to treat the people who are under us or the people that are around us with the same dignity. And that's why Jesus broke down the the Ten Commandments by saying, love the Lord your God with all your strength, with all your heart, and with your mind. And the second commandment being, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And also in the book of, I think it's Ephesians, where it is talking to a husband, um, he's being instructed to love his wife the same way he loves himself. For a person can't, you can't, if you love yourself, then you can't destroy yourself. And the same way you can destroy yourself, the same way you respect yourself, the same way you you carry yourself, you have, you extend the same um, to other people, and that of course has to come from God first. Then, from loving God, you learn to love yourself, and from learning to love yourself, you learn to love your neighbor. We are going to look at some of some few characters in the Bible, uh, some few personalities in the Bible who valued God in their lives, and out of valuing God we see them respecting others, whether they are being seen or not. They carried themselves um, with dignity, whether it was in front of the eyes of people or they were by themselves. The first character trait that we are going to look to uh, to look at is integrity and the personality of my choice is Joseph uh, from the Old Testament in Genesis 39 where the Potiphar's wife uh, admired him and she wanted him sexually but Joseph was like in verse 13 in chapter 39 verse 9 he was like I can't do such a thing because I'm going to sin against God. Joseph knew that sleeping with Potiphar's wife was not only disrespecting his master, but also disrespecting God. Because of that, because he refused to lay with um, with Potiphar's wife, he was thrown into jail. And he lost, he had already lost a, a lot, his family, his everything. And now he's in this house where he has prospered and everything. And then he chose God in his life and agreed to lose again so that he can, so that he can please God. And for me, that is integrity and uh, making it so that I can make it make sense. In Kenya, almost every government office, you have to bribe 
for you to get a service. If you value God and you allow God to define who you are, then you're not going to give a bribe or you're not going to take a bribe. You're not going to, you will refuse to be part of the, of the system, of the corrupted system. And you will stand whether you, you will have to get thrown into jail. I have a friend who refused to give a bribe and he was thrown into jail. And he was like, yeah, for sure, because I'm not going to give you my money <laughs> illegally. He accepted to be thrown into jail because he was not willing to compromise his integrity. That's a, a, a practical way of looking at it. And of course, there are other things like, um, while if you're in business, you feel like I can get counterfeit products and start selling to people, they'll not notice. So let me sell them anyway. But if you have integrity in you, then you will, you may feel that the temptation, but you will not fall into that temptation because you're aware of who you are and who informs you. The second characteristic I look at is the, the servanthood. Uh, Jesus told the disciples, whoever is the greatest has to lay his life down for the sake of his friends. That's the greatest person, the person who serves, the person who agrees to wash um, your friend's feet, whatever area, whether you're in business or whatever thing that you're doing at work, normal corporate working environment. If you are a servant, the greatest person is that person who lays his life for the sake of his friends. That is John John chapter 15. I can't remember the verse, but yeah, it it has to be in at the end of chapter 15. The greatest person is the one who serves others. So let your business be ad, be about serving. Let whatever you do be about serving. Don't look at your needs first. Uh, don't ask who will meet my needs. What about me? If you serve others, then your needs will also be catered for. So don't be so afraid that you're just looking after others or you're just serving others. The richest people uh, talk about meeting people's needs. And when you meet people's needs, you're able to make money out of that. So let it, so serving, um, so be led by serving others. The other character trait is um, prayerfulness. Jesus was fully man and fully God. But even in him being fully God, he understood that he's on this earth as a man. So he always made time to pray. And a good mentor um, said, the more you have on your plate, the more you should make time to pray. When you pray, you get perspective. When you pray, you you know 
if you don't, when we fail to pray, we live life blindly when we are not connected to the one who gave us. It's God who gave us a purpose in this life. And if you're not connected to the one who gave you that purpose, then you're living blindly. So prayerfulness is important. Even Jesus being God, he always separated himself and made time to pray. In the book of Luke, um, it has mentioned that he prayed. He, he separated himself to go and pray for at least six times. Yet he was God. Yet he knew and sometimes I wonder what he was even praying about. But he was teaching us while we are on this earth. We need to pray. We need to be prayerful. Connecting to that uh, being a prayerful person. A prayerful person has a vision. The more you pray, the, the more you see the more you have a vision, the more you set your eyes on God, the more you have a vision of what you're supposed to do on this earth. Then I'll look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah, in the book of Nehemiah, he prayed throughout the book of Nehemiah. From the first chapter to the last chapter, Nehemiah was praying throughout. He achieved something great even under under such great opposition. But because he knew where his strength is, um, Psalm, Psalm 84 verse 5 talks about, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, God, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Blessed are those people who place their strength in God and you place your strength in God while you're praying because you admit that you're such a, you're a weak human being and it's only through God that you gain strength. Um, so looking at Nehemiah, I think he was a good visionary. He, because of his prayerfulness, he knew even when enemies we are attacking him at every single moment. And there was there were so many oppositions to whatever he was doing. But he was aware when the enemy was rising against him because he was always praying and he was focused on whatever he wanted to do, which is rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. He was so focused on that that he knew he couldn't compromise his prayer life. Um, so let's be prayerful and visionary people. Then another characteristic is assertiveness and bold. Assertive to reach your goals. Again, back to Nehemiah. He, he was in a foreign country uh, in Babylon and he was a cupbearer when he heard that how how much shame was in Jerusalem because uh, the walls were down. He was a bold person enough that he talked to the king and said to him that he'd like to go back, rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and then he'll be back after he's done. In fact, Nehemiah, Nehemiah is one of my favorite people in the Bible, one of um, I wouldn't say after Jesus, but 
Nehemiah is my favorite, one of my favorite people. He was bold enough. He was in exile in Babylon. But when he heard about his country, he was bold enough to approach their king, the king of Babylon, to tell him that he really wanted to go and rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. And he got it because he was bold. And another a character trait about being assertive and bold is that in any capacity that you're in, it's good that you learn to communicate when people are doing well. Tell them that they are doing well, and when they and when they are not, don't be passive. Tell them that they are failing in a certain way. It's not. Um, it's not bad to tell someone that they are not going, that they're not doing great about certain things. Don't be passive because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. You're not being transparent if you're hiding things uh, with people that you're working with. You need to be bold enough and tell them when you do this, this and this happens, and. It's not necessarily the truth should be told, but don't say I'll be brutal. No, I'm not for that. I am for be gentle. Pick your words wisely, and by informing people what you need them to know about a certain situation, but don't assume things and and assume that maybe they'll know. How will they know if you don't tell them? that they are doing something wrong we need to communicate we need to be bold enough to communicate certain things i value god the most in my life from that i can say i'm building uh, these things that i've shared today i'm not perfect i'm working towards it and i've shared this characteristic Uh, character traits so that we can learn together and be great together and do great exploits.